Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to the Burgundy Network Podcast Week 4 Preview Show. This is the episode brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's blow-the-bell grooming. As always, I'm Josh Taylor, joined by Brian Murphy. And uh, joining us today is a special guest from Barstool, Eric RDT. Eric, it is a pleasure having you on, sir. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Uh, look, looking forward to this, I wouldn't say great matchup on Sunday, <laughs> but uh, it, it, it'll... It'll get the juices flowing between the two fan bases. The beat down at the Beltway is what we're going to call it. I (laughs) I think that's pretty fitting. Uh, But you represent the city of Baltimore. I was talking to Brian uh, a little bit before the episode. I personally love Baltimore. I love going to the harbor, going to the aquarium, you know, checking out the nightlife, stuff like that. What's the go-to place to get food if you've never been to Baltimore before? I mean, I'll scream it from the rooftops. It's it's Jimmy's Famous Seafood. We had uh, (laughs) a... I'm buddies with the owner. Okay. We we had him on our podcast uh, yesterday. Actually, dropped today. Um, it's I mean he's a great guy. The place is the best, and the food is just amazing. They they, I guess the new t- the new hot trend in Baltimore is these like crab cake egg rolls. So of course they jumped Ooh. on the trend, and it's they make by far the best ones. It's they're unbelievable. Um, any sorry, excuse me. Anytime you're in there, there's like a 98 percent chance you're going to see either a raven, an oriole. A wrestling person, someone. They just—they're littered with stars there. You saw uh, Adley there the other day, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We—if if you want, I could get into that story later. Um, met met my boy Adley Rutschman there last week, so yeah, it, it's it's a neat place. Um, and again, the food—I mean, the food is—it's it, amazing. And it's in Dundalk, so it's not in the city. It's not downtown, yeah. so it's a little drive out there. It's it's not you know it's maybe ten or fifteen minutes, but it's—I mean, it's amazing food. I. I live over the Key Bridge in Glen Burnie, so I'm, I can kind of come in behind it and uh, don't have to go through the city to get there. But, yeah, I mean, it's it's worth the drive in there. I must say, does sometimes Jimmy... it's nice not going through the city. So Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, does Jimmy himself, does he uh, fire off that tweet game? I've seen some of Jimmy's seafood uh, Twitter. Yeah, so so Jimmy Jimmy was the dad. He died, I think, okay. about tw- – he died maybe 13 or 14 years ago. John, Johnny is is one of the owners with his brother Tony. Okay. And uh, all I know is they have a social media team, <laughs> quote air quotes their team. It may be okay. one person, it may be a couple. I don't I know. He he won't spill the beans, but uh, no names. They they have no problem mixing it up and 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 getting into the mud and and sticking up for themselves and, yeah. and all that stuff. So it's it's pretty funny. So I know you do a podcast, Exit 52 Podcast, uh, with some other guys. How long have you been in the podcast game? Like, what kind of got you into it? Just being in Barstool or what? Yeah, so so Banks and I, who, who he's the Ravens guy from Barstool. Um, and, and, you know, we I'm the Orioles guy, so we kind of just, you know, we've got this, built this friendship over the last, you know, six or seven years that we've known each other and been writing there. And I want to say it was like 2015, we started, we had the Barstool DMV podcast, um, had, had a young Trey Mancini on me. I think he was our first nice. guest um, nice. way back when I met him, met him again. It was like 2015, so he wasn't even in the majors yet. 
Um, had a Trent, a couple other Barstool guys on, and it kind of fizzled. We didn't really know what we were doing. We didn't know how to edit. We kind of just did like a one take. If we mess up, yeah. oh, well, it's going Send in it. there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, we had yeah. no – and, again, the, the podcast landscape has changed so much in the last just two or three years. You know, it's it's just crazy how much has exploded. Um, but we had one back then, and, and we didn't really – Again, we didn't really know what we were doing. We weren't really getting the results we wanted. So we kind of just, it just fell apart over time naturally. And then a couple months back, Banks was like, dude, I'm, I'm getting the itch. I got some takes I got to get out there. Like, you know, and, you know, we were in the, stuck in the middle of the pandemic. So it's like, what better time to, to bring it back than now? So, yeah. you know, I, th- I think it, it just, it just boiled down to like, and, no, no disrespect to any of the other podcasts in Baltimore, the area, but we were like, we don't feel like there's one podcast that really covers everything, and mm-hmm. you know, it really is taking over, you know, Baltimore or the DMV, Maryland, you know, DC, Maryland, Virginia. So we were like, whatever, let's let's throw our hats in the ring and and let's see what we can do. So decided to bring it back, and you know, it's been it's been fun. We recorded a whole episode last night without actually recording it. I heard that. So, yeah, was, oh, nice. Was <laughs> the second time was amazing it was it so much fun you know i'm yeah. sure it's happened to everyone but oh, that, yeah. that was our first time so yeah and and that's pretty much just what got us back into it like i said i mean huge i'm a huge orioles guy i'm a titans fan too um but i pay attention to the ravens and he's he's a diehard ravens fan so so we uh we we wanted to get the takes off and and we figured you know what better time yeah i'm a virginia oh. boy brian we had to let him in he's he's in atlanta uh so i was can... born in maryland though born in maryland though here we go he's got he the blood pass. he got the blood yeah. that's all that matters <laughs> yeah exactly so yeah the, so... the ravens are coming off of a loss in the most anticipated matchup of the season huge build-up um and then washington was coming off of a loss of the least anticipated with the browns uh <laughs> that's about as bad as it gets so i really want to just talk a little bit about um, the Ravens and Chiefs, and I checked out y'all's episode of the breakdown of it. I highly recommend uh, listening to that, regardless of who you're a fan of. But what, if just boil it down to it, what went wrong with the Ravens against the Chiefs? It, it's what, and again, I can't even remember if I said it. I'm a Titans fan, so I just had those those great flashbacks yeah. to January, where the Titans got up early. They scored that touchdown off the Mark Andrews interception, a tipped pass off his hands, which. He had a couple of those Monday night, but it's like the second the Ravens get down, they just they stop running the ball. I think they had like 67 or 68 rushing yards on that first drive where they went down and got the field goal, and then they got down 7-3 and they just stopped running the ball, and and that's pretty much what it was. They they got away from their identity, um, they, and they, and then they always like bring it back like the second half of the third quarter going into the fourth quarter, like then they had Gus Edwards ripping off long runs, and it's like dude. They can run the ball against anyone. They're going to punch you in the face, and, and like you, you know it, and there's nothing you can do to stop it. But it, for some reason, when they get down 7 or 4 or 10, they panic like, like they're down 30. It's like they just – their play calling switches. They don't know what to do. And, and again, they, they kind of take Lamar's weapon away from him, which is the run game, and they just have him back in the pocket. And he'll take off and he'll run every now and then. But, I mean, we, we all know – like. It, there's no better team in the league at running the ball and just plus like you'd think if you want to keep the ball out of Mahomes' hands, just run the ball. Like yeah. the Chiefs ran twenty more I think the Chiefs had seventy three plays, the Ravens at fifty three. Like if Mahomes has the ball for seventy three plays, you're done. It yeah. doesn't I mean, I don't care what team it is. He's he's absolutely gonna eat you alive and, and that's what he did. So I, I think that is what went wrong. They they got down early. 
and they just abandon their identity in the run game. No, I'm sure they won't go down early to us. Um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't see it happening. Um, but one thing I was talking to Brian with is, you know, like you said, I, I kind of looked at the running game uh, once that. I'm a huge Alabama fan, so love Mark Ingram, love Derrick Henry on your Titans side. My um, guy. Yes, love Derrick Henry. He's a, he's, he's a king. Um, but one stat that stood out to me, I don't remember exact like years, but I know Mark Ingram leads the NFL in rushing yards like the last like three or four years like combined. Like it's insane. Like you wouldn't think that. Um, I mean, he's a, he's a good running back, but with that offense, you wouldn't expect him to have that many rushing yards because you hear about Lamar running the ball and stuff like that. So with the running game, how dangerous is it to take carries away from him give it to Gus, get it to Dobbins, and then you have Lamar running the ball as much as he does. Yeah, it, it's tough because, again, like, they're, they're all different runners. Like, Ingram – I mean, Ingram's a damn good back. I thought his year last year, I thought he was one of the most underrated free agent signings. Like, he seemed to fit them perfectly. And, again, we, we saw him have a lot of success early on. Then he ended up getting hurt, and he, he was kind of – I don't know if they were trying to save him for the playoffs, but they were kind of taking his carries away. Not taking them away, but, but lessening his load late in the season. Um, and, and then, I mean, you got J.K. Dobbins, who I thought they would have used him more. Like, we saw what he could do at Ohio State. I think he had over oh, 2,000 yeah. yards last year. Yeah. The guy's a damn good running back, and, and we've seen flashes of it this year. But they aren't really even feeding him that much. Um, and, then, and then Gus Edwards is a bust. I mean, you can't tackle that guy. Like, he's, he's just massive. So where did he even come from? He, he was like, he's from <laughs> Rutgers. So, it's, again, yeah. it's not like he's like a bit, you know, he wasn't tearing it up in Michigan or Ohio State. I think he's just a big guy who who can excel in that in that um, that running system, but yeah, it's I mean, it's kind of like a basketball team where it's like you know you got one ball and you got to split these shots up and you got to, you know they have I mean it's such a weapon there with those those guys in Lamar it's like how do you how do you split up the carries do you go heavy on Ingram one game and then you know you give J.K. or 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 it's it almost like what you do with what the Titans used to do the first half was all Deion Lewis. Then the defense is tired. Their their hands are on their knees and they're, and they're 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 exhausted. And then next thing you know, you got Derrick Henry coming at you. Like, yeah. if I'm the Ravens, I may think doing something like that, doing Ingram, J.K. Dobbins first half, and then second half, it's like, all right, have fun catching Lamar, have fun getting run over by Gus Edwards. Uh, it, it's it's hard to to kind of again figure out how to you go with who's having the better day, who's you know I I don't know. If there's some analytics that that they're into which. They work better in what quarter, but I don't know. I mean, it's 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 almost it's like a good problem to have, having that many running backs, and and I, I do think Ingram's probably towards the back end of his career now, because again, especially when they draft the J.K. Dobbins, it's like all right, there are, and I mean, we know running backs once they hit thirty, they're yeah. basically in a wheelchair, and it's like, it, you know, he'll be lucky to get down. a couple more years in the in the league, but um, I don't. It, it's a good problem to have with just with how many guys they have that can. They can all beat you so many different ways, too. And then again, it's like we're not even really including Lamar, which is arguably the the scariest runner in football. Uh, I was going to switch over to the passing game. Marquise Hollywood Brown kind of having a slow start to the season. Is that a sophomore slump or is that just a product of them just trying to pound the rock like they're known to do? I, I've definitely noticed his slow start because I drafted him in two yeah. leagues because all I read in the offseason was yeah. how much – Wait, he's put on, and oh, he's up to 185 now. He played at 155 last, so I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'll take him. Him and Lamar seem to, you know, they seem to be, uh, they seem to be, uh, you know, they have a nice little chemistry, and then nothing. I don't, I don't know, and I don't know if it's, um, he looked good in the first game, um, 
he's just I, I don't know if it's the passing game that has it. Obviously, last week, 97 passing yards. Like, right. no one looked good that night. No yeah. one looked good. Um, I don't know, though. It's like I don't know if they're on the same page and and, and – Maybe Lamar's just looking to run a little more. I mean, he led the he led the NFL in touchdown passes last year, so like the whole Lamar can't throw thing isn't. I don't think that's a very valid statement. No. Uh, guy can uh, obviously can throw the ball, and and like I said, I mean we've seen Hollywood. Uh, I don't know. Maybe he needs a couple more weeks to get comfortable. Again, it's kind of hard because there was no preseason. There was no real preseason. There were no preseason games. And again, he was coming off an injury year um, where he had screws in his foot last year, so. I don't know. I'm I'm hoping that again for for my fantasy team's sake. Forget yeah. forget the Ravens. Just <laughs> I would love some kind of production out of them. So yeah. hopefully one of these weeks uh, he'll start clicking. I'm glad you said that about like the preseason stuff because that's what we've been preaching and our fan base is like, oh, there's no excuse. Blah 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 blah. I don't care that there's a new offensive coordinator, new scheme, no preseason, no preseason game. Like they just expect everything to be clicking right away. Like I mean. It's so I'm glad you said that. But um, with the Chiefs' defense, I mean, you kind of talked about the struggles with Lamar's passing game. I mean, to me, that was the worst I've seen. What do you think that Washington can do? Because God knows we don't have an offense. What do you think we can do on the defensive uh, side of the ball? Kind of copy what the Chiefs did. And I won't say stop Lamar's passing game, but at least hope that he can copy that last performance with only 90-something passing yards. I mean, if you, I think you got to get him uncomfortable, and and obviously with Chase Young being out, it's that that's going to be tough. But I mean, the Redskins' defensive line is still damn good without him. Um, Ioannidis is a big, he he's another big loss. But again, I think if they can, if you can make him uncomfortable, um, and I mean, he's probably looked. It's crazy how comfortable he looks when he should be uncomfortable. Like you think he's sacked, and you're like, oh, there's no way he's getting out of it. And then next thing you know, he's trotting 30 yards downfield, you know, high stepping. Um, I, I think that's it, though. If you hit him a couple times, the, Chief, the Chiefs seem to get to him a lot. And the Ravens' offensive line, you know, it's their first year without future Hall of Famer Marshall Yonda. Right. Um, Orlando Brown Jr., is he's a massive dude, but he's been getting worked this uh, this season. So I, I know we saw, and it's no shock, J.J. Watt absolutely just ate him for lunch uh, a couple weeks ago. And again, I mean, the Redskins' defensive line, they, they definitely have the guys to do that to get him – to get pressure in his face and get him uncomfortable. I, I And it's kind of like, I think he was, what, 20, was he, I think he threw the ball 40 times, 42 times. It's like if you make him throw the ball that many times, chances are he's going to get his rushing yards. He's going to get over 50. Yeah. He, he's going to have those times where he escapes the pocket. And I think that's what you live with. Like, let him get eight yards. Let him let him scramble for seven. Um, again, if, if he's hitting Hollywood and if he's hitting Mark Andrews over the middle – that's when you're like, all right, now he's getting in that rhythm, and and this is when it becomes dangerous. So yeah, I, I think if you get the pressure in his face, obviously make him uncomfortable. He's he's prone to dropping the ball. I mean, and again, it's a shame Chase Young isn't in there because he he it's did a damn good job. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. We saw that week one mm-hmm. where they have eight sacks, and and he, I mean, he made Carson Wentz look just. I mean, Carson Wentz looks terrible, anyways. But right. but he he you know I mean he he had his way with with Wentz in that offensive line. So it would have been. I was looking forward to seeing you know him go against this uh, this Ravens line, but I, I think I, I think they got to make him uncomfortable. I think they got to you know again have him fumble once or twice. It, it's going to happen, um, you know. And and again, Mark Andrews has dropped a lot of balls, and he doesn't just drop balls; they tip off his hands, and then they're just up there for anyone to grab. So I mean, that's all you need is one off his hands, 
and you got Landon Collins coming in underneath for a pick or something like that, and and it just you get you get them an early lead, or if they get down early, then they're just shaking. So if they, you stay in his face, you're going to get some pressure, and chances are that you'll get a ball dropped right in your hands. Uh, flipping over to the other side, is there anything that the Ravens are scared about with that Washington offense outside of Terry McLaurin? I mean, you know they're struggling. Up, to, apparently, yeah, he's already banged up. I don't know if we'll see Steven Sims. I mean, it's just. Not a lot of playmakers, but is there anything that might scare that Ravens defense whatsoever? I don't know. I mean, I I said um, on the po- our podcast yesterday that if there was one team that the Ravens especially would want to face on a short week where you technically have to travel, you know, 45 minutes up the, up, <laughs> yeah. up the street. Yeah. Um, I said, you know, it's not like Harbaugh went back to his office Monday night after that loss and open up the the Washington play, you know, their videos, and was like, all right, let's start game planning because I don't think there is that 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 threat or someone that really scares you. I think Haskins, he has all the tools, and again, it's like he's still just so raw. And we're seeing, so, I mean, the Cleveland game, he made some great throws, and then he's make some boneheaded plays where you're like, all right, he's he's still acting like a rookie. So again, I a guy like that. Um, I don't think he's keeping John Harbaugh up at night or Wink Martindale going like Wink's not ripping his hair out thinking, how are we going to stop this guy? We, we got to figure this out. Um, again, McLaurin is a damn good player. He's, he's, I mean, he showed it last year and, and he's, he's going to get his, he's another guy. Like he's, he's going to get his, you know, five catches, 50, 60, 70 yards. Um, but I don't know, man, if they, if they double him, cause again, it's, it's like the running backs, they don't really scare you. They're not going to break one. I, I don't know. I mean, who who's who caught two touchdowns last week? Was it Inman? Yeah, yeah. but he's banged up too, and he's just a journeyman. So. <laughs> Man, it's like it's like yeah, it's it's yeah. almost by default. It's like you you got to go McLaurin, you know, or McLaurin, even though he, he's kind of banged up too. So I don't I don't know that that's a tough one. Um, you can say you there's know, no there, weapons. You're like, I, <laughs> I, I yeah, I kind of want to say that it's yeah. it's Logan Thomas maybe I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe he can uh he can turn patrick queen around like um like travis kelsey did last week because yeah. queen queen looked like a, a rookie linebacker who didn't really know what he was doing so again maybe if there's something they could figure it they, if they watched the chiefs tape and they could yeah. figure out what, what those tight ends were doing because queen queen got benched in the second half so yeah LSU. and we it's third and long the quarterback's got to shave some yards off here to have any chance to score let's see what he does he drops back. He has a guy downfield, but he doesn't see him. He tries to hand the ball off to a cheap razor. Boom! He's nicked in the sack. It's a fumble, and the ball is going the other way. That one's going to hurt for a while. What in the world was he thinking? Let's go to the monitors and see exactly what went wrong. You know, this offseason, his coaches at Manscaped enhanced the lawnmower 3.0 offense to a whopping 7,000 RPM motor with quiet stroke technology. They gave him all the chances he had to get that safe clean cut up the sideline with the cutting edge ceramic blade, but instead he got nicked on the sack by a rusty defense. If he would have used the LED light that comes with the 3.0, there is no doubt he would have been able to see his playing field much better. Looks like he's going to be going over to the sideline with his Manscaped coaches Grab the tablet, see what went wrong, and if he's smart, he's going to go over to manscaped.com and use the code BNP20 
to save 20% off his entire cart with free shipping. That's right. Use code BNP20 to save 20% off your entire cart with free shipping. Don't keep making the same mistakes and give your balls a clean pocket next time. And there's no doubt the result will be a touchdown. We were uh, we were kind of talking bef- before you got on here. We were saying, you know, maybe Scott Turner has to draw up a crazy play or two or something to catch him off guard because, uh, you know, like you said, they're going to have to create something because there's not a whole lot of natural talent on that offensive side of the ball. Yeah, I mean, m- might as well. Like, what's it gonna what's it gonna hurt to run a couple trick plays? You, you, I don't know. Maybe throw in a wildcat or you, you got someone. Again, you do something. Like, what do the, what does Washington have to lose? You know. It's- yeah. I mean, what I think the line was thirteen or something 14 like that. Now, yeah, is it fourteen Oof. or up? Yeah, because yeah. it was thirteen and a half before the Chiefs game. Well, they probably saw the injury report, saw Terry's banged oh, up, yeah. Steve Sims got moved, um, Moses is banged up on the line. So, I mean, I feel, I mean, I, I, I'm a betting guy. Um, fourteen, that's pretty. That, that's where you wanted to be if you're a better. You wanted to be right at like the fourteen mark. You don't want that thirteen and a half flirting yeah. with it. Um, but you talked about uh, trick plays. So I wanted to ask you something. Uh, me and Brian talked about the Heisman packages that we saw last year. Not, you know his name's going to be brought up a ton, and that's RG three. So what? What's speaking of betting? What's the over under on uh, amount of times RG three would be shown on TV? Ooh, I don't know. That's shown. I mean, they'll definitely get him in the beginning. You know, and and I'm sure whoever's on the call will will. Oh, there, there he is. There's Robert. This is all this home, and and you know we'll probably yeah. see some 2012 highlight. We'll see the run versus the, the Vikings. We'll yeah. we'll see. You know they may show the Nada hit and 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 some stuff, and then they'll flash back to him. And I don't know the the over. That's a good question. Maybe like four and a half. Okay. I'll probably say over. Look, I think I... we were talking last night, and we were like, it's it's. It's going to be very fitting because I said, I was like, I wonder if the Ravens are going to do everything they can to go up by 21 going into the fourth. And then they just, you know, how poetic would it be for RG3 to play a whole quarter? I said he's going to do the Gary Bertier, remember the Titans, like point up at the booth, (laughs) point up at Dan Snyder after he scores a touchdown or something like that. That that sounds about right when it's 41 to 10 and he (laughs) puts up the last minute. Yeah, it sounds about right. Uh, I think the... Let's put it this way: I think the chances that he s- scores a touchdown is 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 not zero. Mm-hmm. Let's put it that way. I think there yeah. is a chance that he he gets out there and makes something happen. He'll definitely be a captain too. Like so, so they're, they're oh, yeah. that'll be the first time they show him is when they'll show him at the coin toss. So, the the ultimate L would one be it's like a corner fade to RG three. He somehow just like one hands it over like landing Collins <laughs> or something like that'd be that'd be that's the worst way to lose. Um, so one thing I want to talk about is obviously the talks of a new Washington stadium is out there. Um, our guy, JP Finley, I don't know if you know much about Washington news and sports stuff like that. Being in the DMV, I'm sure you've seen with NBC Washington. Um, he came out today and said, don't rule out a new stadium going at the national Harbor for Washington. What would your thoughts be if that happens? We kind of invade the backyard. So, so first off, JP is my boy. I, I go way back with JP. Um, I used I, I worked for a restaurant and we actually catered, we used to cater the, either the Redskins or the visitors every game, so I've literally been down in the locker room, like I fed Josh Norman, we presented him as lunch with JP in the <laughs> locker room uh, a couple of years ago, um, so I've I've 
I've seen some stuff. I've heard some stuff coming out of those locker rooms um, that were it, – it was interesting. I've seen some stuff in the coach's office that maybe certain higher-up um, people have gotten fired for in the past, and and maybe Jay Gruden had a couple cans of beer in his office when uh, – who was it? Scott um, – what was the guy's name? Scott, Scott uh, McLaughlin. Yeah, the, yeah, when they yeah. when they fired him for bleeding Coors Light or whatever that Bruce Allen said, so maybe he did have some beer cans in his office too, Jay Gruden. So well, he I don't coached know. like um, it. So yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That, I mean, that that would be the least surprising nugget to hear. Oh, so, it yeah. was yeah, AB was, inactive week one. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, it was. I mean, no. So so if they got a the stadium in, in in National Harbor, I mean, you talk about that's probably that's probably what Danny wants. Like he, I mean. You think about it like all, all I'm when you say that the first thing I think of is like a Sunday night football game against the Cowboys. You get the overhead shot and you see all the lights and you see the Ferris wheel and you yeah. see the stadium in the background or something. People are going to be like, I, I want to go there. Like I, we got to go down there and check out a game. Um, I mean, it would it would be incredible. I couldn't imagine what because you know that Snyder is going to want to one up MetLife. He's going to want to one up Jerry World. He's going to want to one up the Vegas Stadium. He's going to want to one up you know the Rams and the Chargers Stadium. So I could only imagine. Like, number one, how much that thing is going to cost. Number two, like, what it's going to look like. I mean, it would be it would be, it would be, be insane. And without even knowing the logistics of it, it would already be an upgrade in parking and travel and getting there and all that yeah. stuff. And it's going to look better. People are actually going to want to go there. I mean, I, I think it's kind of a no-brainer if you ask me. Like, that's, that's where you would want to put it. I guess the big problem is just finding a place for it and finding – Again, like, do you, you have the roads to get there? Do you have a big parking lot? And, you know, what are the sight lines? What's going to be in the background and stuff like that? I mean, I think I, I think it would be pretty neat because, again, going to – I mean, I've been at FedEx Field probably 100 times over the last Terrible. 10 years. right. And it's – luckily for – like, we were in there super early and we were leaving super late. So it's like we never got stuck in the traffic, but, man, I, 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 you couldn't pay me to, like, go to, like, a, a Giants a Giants-Redskins game and leave – Trying to leave with with you know sixty thousand other people at the same time, out out two ring road entrances or whatever. It's, yeah, no, it would not be pretty. But I yeah, I mean I I think if they if obviously if you can't put it in D.C. where or you know on top of where RFK is now, then the National Harbor is probably your uh, your best bet. Yeah, then you have the betting aspect of it. I mean that's something that mm-hmm. Dan's been huge like pushing. Um, I think with Las Vegas Raiders, like there's even like a casino in it. Like I think he wants that kind of feel, like with MGM right down the road. Uh, love MGM too. It's a it's a cool place. <laughs> uh, like I said, sports betting guy. So, um, um, what do you think? Like with the betting, I don't know if you do sports betting stuff like that, but what do you think about the aspect of like live betting in the arena, like with sports and stuff like that? Because I think that's awesome. Uh, it's it's. It used to be like so hush hush taboo, and like the only time you ever heard about like a gambling thing was like, oh, my dad told me Pete Rose bet on baseball back in the you know in yeah, the eighties, exactly. or like, yeah. or when um, Al Michaels at the end of a game is going, well, this one's over, yeah. and things like that, and it was like, oh my god, did Al Michaels just say that? And now it's like, you can't turn on ESPN without it being like, yeah, and the the Bills are four and a half point favorites, and. You know the over under for Jamison Crowder yards tonight sixty eight and a half and stuff like that. It's 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 just so big. It's it's got to it's 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 going to be legal everywhere as pretty soon. It's just a matter of time. Again, some places are are doing it quicker than others. And so I mean, 
the Wizards, you know, they knocked out that green turtle. That's going to be, what is it, like a, a sports book kind of thing in their arena. Um, I know Ted Leonsis is huge on that. Huge, huge, huge. I I worked for the um, Arena Football League last year, too, and did a lot of stuff with them. And Leonsis was big in that. And we were encouraged to make live bets on air. Do, you know, bet. I was a sideline guy. They would be like, hey, talk upstairs and make a bet with them on, like, over on under. Yeah, or like yeah, like the odd, <laughs> like what are the odds that this touch this next touchdown is longer than thirty yards and stuff like that. So like we're on TV just live, you know, talking about this stuff. And same thing, the daily fantasy stuff like that, DraftKings, um, uh, what's the uh, FanDuel things like that. Like it's it's become, and I think now again, like the the Vegas thing. There's there's a damn team in Vegas. Like it's it, it's going to happen, and and it's just it's a matter of time, and and. I think once we realize, I mean, obviously, like you guys know how much money is involved in this, and and it's like people are going to be like, why why weren't we doing this 20 years ago? Why weren't we doing this for the last 15 years? Like we, they could have made so much money. It's just it's it's crazy how, I, I mean, it, it's it's gambling is one of the biggest things. That, like you look at Barstool, they're opening sports books now. Like it it was a newspaper 15 years ago, and now there now there's a sports book. So it's it, it's a it's an absolute monster, and and. It's sports gambling is coming and and I, I think it's good. It's not because again it used to be like Josh is going to his bookie. Did you hear? Oh my God, Josh has a bookie. Like that's crazy. And now it's like you pick up your phone and you're like, yeah, I like that bet. Here's fifty bucks on it. And it's it's the most normal thing ever. So, I so do yeah, have a bookie. I, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I but remember. Like, I, I think it's, it's great. I remember just like seeing it on ESPN for the first time when they would show a spread. I was like, "Are they allowed to do that? Are they allowed to show the spread like that?" I used to, like never even know when I'd see Swami picking his stuff, and I'm like, "Yeah, wait, like the Titans are favored by, like the Titans are playing like the Bengals. Why is he picking the Bengals? And right, what is right. me? Like plus nine? That doesn't make any sense to me. Like, and then again, now I'm like, oh yeah, but again, I was like, I, I don't know what that is. But now it's like if you don't know what a spread is. Like, what are you living under a rock? Behind. Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. If you're not bending over, what are you doing? Going back to uh, location and all that, do you ever see the Ravens and the Washington football team, whatever they turn out to be? Do you ever see that becoming a rivalry, like with this added game or anything like that? Like, I think it, there's just something that's untapped there. Uh, untapped is the like the perfect word for it. Um, and th- that's what we were kind of chatting about that on the podcast last night. Like Orioles Nationals, that's a rivalry because they see each other, you know, four six times a year. Mm-hmm. So even though, and again, even when the Orioles aren't good, they're they they've beaten the Nats a handful of times. So it's like there's there's some back and forth. Like the Redskins and Ravens, I mean, what do they see each other every every four years? And it's like, yeah. you know, and and no offense to the Redskins fans or anything, but it's like the one thing they hang their hat on is like, well. You know, we won in 2012, and and then the Ravens can come back with like, well, we won the Super Bowl that year. Yeah. So there's no, and so I I don't think it's a rivalry right now. Like the fans may, and so I grew up in in Howard County. I was born in Montgomery County, which is Redskin territory. We moved five minutes up the road to Howard County, which is like that exact line in between DC and Baltimore. So I mean, I had friends who were diehard Redskins fans growing up next to diehard Ravens fans. Um, so it's. The fan bases are there. Like, there's two super passionate fan bases. Like, I mean, you know, you have the guys who grew up with, with the Clinton Portises and, and, and all those guys, Sexy Rexy Grossman, even though it wasn't that long ago. But, like, those guys, I mean, they were fun teams to watch, Randall L and all that. Then you have these Ravens guys fans who walk around in their purple camo 
like slugging Natty Bowes and, and like just <laughs> praising Joe Flacco, who's in for the Jets, by the way. Oh, yeah, That's I saw that. Thing. Really? Um, yeah, I think Darnold got hurt. But um, yeah, I, I, I think the juice is there. And again, untapped is perfect. And if they do add this, was it the 17th regular right. game? Yep. And they make these, you know, you make the Philly would play the Steelers and the Jets and Giants play. And you, you get these kind of rivalry type games. That would That's what brings it back. And it's almost like a col- it's almost like the rivalry week in college where it's like you know like the Redskins could be one in one in fifteen, but you know they're gonna get jazzed up for that Ravens game. Exactly. Same thing, like, you know, they they they're gonna wanna beat the, the, the snot out of them. And again, I think the more that the more they play, that that that's gonna add more fuel to the fire. So I, I think I think it would be great for the area. I mean again, I, I, I just think knowing to be able to pencil that in, like, all right, this year's this year's in Baltimore, next year's at at you know down in FedEx or down in National Harbor in, in the next ten years or something like that. I think that would be awesome. So yeah, I, I think they they should get that going. Yeah, uh, I mean I've seen a lot of stuff about it being a rivalry, and it's just not right now. But that that could certainly change things around. Absolutely. Yeah, I think we need that for the DMV. Um, so you know, I obviously have to ask a prediction. How you see the game going? You know, we we think it's going to be a manslaughter, but realistically, is there any chance that Washington pulls out? Well, let's just say spread. We're not going to win. That's obvious. Do we cover the spread? Speaking of betting, um, I, I think they, I think they could cover the spread. Like, if, I mean, again, if the Ravens are up, I don't know, twenty-one, twenty-four, going into the third, and and I don't know, they get a couple three and outs, some stall, some drives that stall, and and you know, they're they're throwing in some backups, and the and the Redskins do just march down the field. Like that wouldn't surprise me. Um, I don't know what the over/under is in the game, but um, forty-five may, and a half. Which I forty-five. Think so. Yeah, I mean that may may not be a bad play either. Um, I, I I think there's definitely a chance that they um, that they that they cover the spread unless Haskins gets slammed early or something like that. Or, or again, if if McLaurin like if he aggravates his 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 thigh again on like a uh, a fly route or something, and he and he taps out and he's done. That that's when it, that's when it may be some trouble, but I, I mean it, it wouldn't mode. shock me. Yeah. It definitely wouldn't shock me if the Ravens covered that, or if the Redskins covered. Sorry. So, yeah. oh, go ahead, go ahead, Brian. I was gonna say, yeah, the only way I see them covering, honestly, like thirty, it's like thirty-one thirteen. You get a garbage time, yeah. Make it thirty-one twenty. That's Good the only way I see beat. that happening. Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly, exactly. Bad beat, exactly. Hey, we'll, we'll ruin it for somebody. That's what we do. <laughs> so, uh, Eric, definitely appreciate you coming on. If you just want to plug in your Twitter handle, podcast, all that good stuff so everyone can keep up with you. Yeah, for sure. Um, Twitter is at E-D-I-T-T-I-22. Um, podcast is at Exit52Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and Apple, Spotify, and all that good stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, I'll, make, I'll mix it up with anyone on Twitter. I'm, I, I don't I don't hesitate to to respond back or anything like that. So definitely uh, definitely come and mix it up. Yeah, we've got a lot of national fans that listen to the podcast, so I'm sure you'll uh, <laughs> you'll get a lot uh, of man, love out there. I I I had such a great time over the last couple of years, just being able to always hold that like, well, at least you guys have the 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 Sports Illustrated, you know, world eventual World Series champion covers and all that. And they just ruined it. They, I've I've gotten maybe two or three, <clears throat> sorry, two or three nosebleeds like naturally, over my 31 years. I swear to God, I woke up the day after the World Series with a massive nosebleed, <laughs> and I I was like, this is it. Like, 
I'm just dying a slow, slow death. And and it was just I, I'm 100% convinced that it was because of the Nationals. So well, good yeah. luck on your uh, pitching coach interview. I know you have coming up with the uh, the Orioles. It was, it was third base coach. It was third, third base, base coach. coach. I, yeah. I I can't do pitching coach, but uh, I think I got the windmill to uh, to make it work. So thank you for that. I will uh, if if and when we get I get that job, you guys are definitely welcome down to Camden Yards. We can get you in that the the row right behind third base, and uh, we can uh, we can, we can do, we'll do a live podcast there. Yeah. Hey, long live Dong City, man. I love following that as an Orioles fan that it, it's been tough but uh keeping up with um all the picks and all that I gotta figure out how to do something to get people to like I I've tried and I'm not good with spreadsheets I want to be able to like find a way to make so if, if any of you guys or if any of your listeners are good with spreadsheets and like google sheets and all that if we can make a live one that that um updates and then locks like right at the beginning of the game I would love that Oh, okay. going down and adding like every <laughs> single person every game i have the app tough. oh there we go google like, sheets app that's all <laughs> that's my <laughs> resume <laughs> you may be my guy right here so we'll definitely awesome. we'll have to talk this off season and uh and we'll see what we can uh workshop so i got you well good luck sunday once again appreciate you coming on i'm sure you don't need any luck um but yeah just just be easy on us that's all we ask but we'll definitely keep in touch and uh good luck man Absolutely. Thanks, guys. Let me let me know if there's anything else we can do for you, all right? Awesome. Thanks, Just get me in touch with Mark Ingram, uh, <laughs> a, a cut of Marlon Humphrey's check, and we're good. <laughs> hey, I've, see, I, I've seen Marlon Humphrey several times at Jimmy's. Oh, he nice. ordered he ordered the stuffed. biggest lobster stuffed with crab cake that I've ever seen. Like, I, I thought this thing was like a giraffe. It was massive. Like, well, now you can afford to do that every week. Yeah, yeah. he better buy the whole damn restaurant. Because, yeah. Uh, yeah, he's he got a nice, uh, a nice, a nice check today, so. Yeah. yeah, well deserved. One of my favorite guys forces a lot of turnovers, so something else to keep an eye on. Uh, but we will see y'all Sunday afternoon with the reaction pod. So see y'all then. The, uh, Washington fans are going crazy over uh, Rippin uh, playing just because he has some kind of relation to uh, the, the ties to the area. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I'm rooting for him. Like why? <laughs> yeah, it's like you guys weren't you weren't even alive when he beat his wife, didn't he? Like yeah, I, I. And then I know his sister was in like the the lingerie football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I remember that more than anything else. Is that I just weird? remember that because of the the Portnoy video when he came to Baltimore. Oh yeah. And oh. It, the, um. He did the um, he tackled the girl at halftime of the Laundry Football League. Oh, I remember. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, Dude, that's yeah. like that's like one of my the, the best videos out there. It's like him just sprinting around Camden Yards in that race at Pickles. It's in a tuxedo. It's it's fantastic. Nice. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. 
Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.